1: Of the world, Steve Fingerstyle.
0: So, welcome to another rendition of the podcast. I am here once again, always again, and brought to you by PoppyApparel.com. If you're a woman and you listen to this show, hopefully now I gain some more women listeners because of Sarah Wren last week. But if you're an old listener or a new listener, and you're a woman, go to poppyapparel.com. They have a bunch of clothing apparel for women. They have accessories. They have pants, shorts, tops, summer wear, autumn wear, whatever you want wear. Use the podcast with a capital D to get 10% off when you're checking out as a promo code. It's free shipping worldwide. Go to podbros.com to listen to my show. You could also listen to a bunch of other shows, but while you're there, click on the Amazon banner. It'll take you to the Amazon page. It takes you two seconds free of charge. But it helps out Podbros, which I am a part of, which helps us all out every Sunday. You can listen to my show also on EMZT Radio in the North American area, I guess, because I think it's geo-blocked towards every other continent. But anyways, if you're into North American, I guess Canada, United States, go to EMZT Radio. I think it's EMZTradio.com or something. I don't know. Google it. I'm on there. They have a podcast block. I'm smashing in the middle, usually around 3 to 4 p.m. And obviously, you can listen to my show on iTunes, Stitcher, TuneIn, and SoundCloud. So this week, let's get right into it, because I'm actually excited to have this man on the show. He is actually has two podcasts. He is on the Fight Fist podcast. He also has his own podcast called Breaking the Fourth Wall. He has a special or an album, whichever you want to call it, that you could listen to on Spotify and I believe iTunes as well, called Not Enough Pieces. He has an upcoming tour called the Duncan Nuggets Tour. He is a writer, he is a comic, he is an all around good guy, mister Dan Lamort. Uh, okay, that was a hell of an Thank you for corrupting that. Hey, I try. Like I say, I try and do my research. Because uh, w- w- the problem is, my fans already know I have a speech impediment, so I stutter a lot. So I try and make up for the stuttering with good content.
2: Gotcha. I respect it. I developed a stutter life in life, so I feel it.
0: So there. You go. Well, I've had it my whole life. I think I accredited to a car accident I had when I was younger. But whatever. That's why I, I hey, smoke weed car too.
2: Accident too. Look at-
0: you see that you see that we're off to a good start so i'm really
2: good at crashing cars
0: <laughs> but were you hit by a car or were you in the car i've been too far that to i've hit <laughs> oh really see that one was my fault one was a
2: drunk driver i've been in two of my adult life both year.
0: oh shit that sucks
2: yeah three months apart it was interesting
0: really oh that was pretty yeah that's wow that's pretty close
2: yeah, brains don't like that. We're
0: still here. Well, there you go. I guess we're, we're built tough. We're, we're built to last, right?
2: Yeah, maybe that's why I'm so fat, is because it's extra cushion.
0: Who knows? Well, if you want to get right into it, sure. Well, that's the one thing we don't have in common. Unfortunately, I, I don't lean towards the fat side. I'm more towards, well, now I'm in the middle, but I used to be a very skinny, tall person, so. Wow, he used
2: to be skinny, and then I started doing stand up.
0: So you accredited to that?
2: I would accredit it completely to stand-up comedy, yeah.
0: Oh, wow. Okay, well... When I started stand-up, I was just coming out of being
2: a college athlete, so I was skinny and in shape and was a lifter and workout nut. And then stand-up was not conducive to that life.
0: Oh, got you. So when did you get into stand-up then? Let's get right into it.
2: I was 19 years old, or just 19-ish, kind of.
0: Okay, so you were still in college, or were you already done by then? Uh, I was coming out of fear of school. Uh, I was a baseball player. I got hurt, though. I had blew up my elbow, so I left school that because I lost scholarship because of my interest. oh shit. So and then uh, uh, I didn't really afford college after that, so I went right into stand up. I see. I see. That's cool. So where where would you think you say you got your first big break? when I was 20,
2: I believe, Kathleen okay. uh, Manigan, who's a very famous comic, I saw a video of mine online, someone had, sent, someone had sent her to me, and then, you know, within a month, she had brought me on the road with her to open, like, uh, five or six shows for her, and uh, we didn't work together much after that, but that was still, like... Not only did it help solidify me in the eyes of other people that this massive, you know, comic trusted me, right. but it also gave me a level of confidence that I hadn't yet had in the business. So uh, that was uh, it. Was it
1: was kind of like my personal
2: big break because it let me know that I was actually
0: good at it. Oh, gotcha. I see. I see. Yeah. Okay, that's cool. Well, I guess you being a fat person, if you don't mind co- me calling you that, is, is oh. what, what's behind the Dunkin' Nuggets tour? What's the whole idea of that?
2: Well, that's just a joke that I do on stage. I do one of my closing bits is about. Uh, it's it's essentially a play on political correctness that involves a man getting mad about a joke that I told about getting pulled over uh, for a suspected DUI because I was swerving. Okay. But I was only swerving. I was dunking nuggets. Oh wow. <laughs> and then uh, it's like it's a it's a fun joke, you know. Everyone enjoys it. But then there was one guy who sent me like a load of emails about how that joke was. Uh, offensive and how like, oh, I, I've probably murdered people while driving. So oh I know a little bit about him. People don't realize when they complain to a comedian in like writing that right. we keep that writing and then just make fun of them.
0: Well, of course. Well, and, and I see that with you on Twitter because you have a very strong Twitter game, like both where you interact with your fans and people who follow you and also what you put out in content. And that's very rare to see that as well. And also be a good stand-up. On the side, Usually it's one or the other. Do you, you understand what I'm saying? Yeah, usually you get the people who are good at Twitter and not good on stage. But exactly. I made sure that I was able to grow in both at the same time. Well, that's smart because then you cover all bases. Yeah, and I really pride myself on the interactive side of things
2: where I try to answer most people, make jokes back with most people. I mean, obviously it gets impossible after a while. R- yeah. Uh, some days are more strenuous than others. But if I have the time, I do at least I, – I mean, I, I see every tweet that people send to me, most of them. Sometimes Twitter – Filters out tweets for you And I, I tend to not look at those Because they're usually very negative
0: Yeah, that's true So when when does your Dunkin' Nuggets tour start then? If you want to plug that now before oh, it's 30th to uh,
2: September 24th Oh, there you go Yeah, we'll be rolling around the country in style I've, I've rented a brand new 2018 Cadillac
0: Oh, wow Look at that Yeah,
2: so maybe we'll be pulling up to every gig in style
0: <laughs> Duh, Okay, well what about your, your um, sorry, again, people know I, I'm a bit slow on, on the go sometimes, but your Not Enough Pieces album.
2: Yes, yeah, so that's, uh, that's an old project of mine. That was released, I believe, January of 2017. Okay, that's not too old. Well,
0: I mean, it was recorded in the summer before that. Okay. So I recorded that June 26th of 2016. Yeah, So it is an older
2: project I mean that was quite literally The first time I had ever done an hour on stage Was when I recorded my album
0: Oh really? Shit look at that
2: Like most comics Tore their hour for a long time And get it sharp I was like you know what I'm such a cocky young idiot That I'll just do an album And do an hour for the first time on that
0: Yeah but I guess it works in some cases And in your case it did obviously
2: Uh I mean, there's an argument to be made whether it worked. I mean, financially, that album has been fantastic for me. You know, every four months, I still get checks from SiriusXM and SoundExchange. Oh, that's awesome! But as far as the content goes, I'm not very happy with what's on that album.
0: Oh, really? Well, you're just embarrassed by it, or you think it was rushed, like you said?
2: Uh, I'm not so much. Uh, I, I used to think it was rushed, but I don't think it is because it was very much an amalgamation of you know, 18, 19 and 20 year old comedian, Dan.
0: I see. And you've grown since, I assume, obviously. Yeah.
2: I mean, there's what I, I, I have a whole new hour, if not more from what was on that CD, but mm-hmm. I don't do any of those jokes anymore just because I don't really think they, as a comic you grow every year and uh, even every month, you know, th- things change, you know, your views change. And I, I just think a lot of the things that I talked about on there, uh, don't really represent who I am anymore as a comic.
0: Yeah. Well, okay. I also mentioned that you're doing some writing. I don't know if you're allowed to speak on this or not, but something about uh, a movie I do or... A lot of
2: freelance writing. Uh, okay. I, I signed a lot of paperwork to, for some clients, you know, where I can't talk about who I write for.
0: Yeah, yeah, of course.
2: Um, right now, my big project is I'm working on a card game that we actually brought to pitch last night, and the pitch went well. Uh, okay. Again, I won't give much information on it. It's essentially uh, Cards Against Humanity... Meets its stoner version, meets charades.
0: Oh.
2: uh, It's a project I I really am passionate about and something that I I love writing games. I've written many games in the past. People don't realize they think stand up is just stand up, but I've written commercials, I've written TED Talks, I've written games, I've written keynote speeches, I've written best
1: man wedding speeches. Oh my God. (laughs) There (laughs) are
2: people who will hire comics to do anything because they really don't, they genuinely don't know how to be funny on their own
0: okay let's get into gaming because you said gaming i i'm a huge gamer and again by following you i noticed that you finally got yourself a ps4
2: yeah very late to the party i mean i had been playing the same xbox that i bought myself when i was 12 years
0: old Oh, okay that's a bit more well wow that's a bit more way back than me because i just got my ps4 for christmas so i'm a bit almost on on your level but i still had a ps3 before i didn't have like a ps1 or ps2 so i was still a, a yeah. little bit up to date so
2: I was still playing ps2 sometimes
0: (laughs) so so for you it must be a huge difference then
2: it's insane it's like reality
0: so what what games are you into right now
2: i literally just play mlb the show 18 but then my cousin told me to get this game i think it's called the last of us
0: yeah that's a very good one
2: it's very intense i've only played a little bit of it and i don't like how real it feels
0: (laughs) yeah the story gets you into it as well that's the thing right
2: yeah, it's like watching a movie but having to do work while watching the movie.
0: Oh, just wait. There's a lot better games than that, too, because that's still considered an old-gen game because it was just re, uh, re-released re for the PS4 because it's actually a PS3 first released. So. Hello? Are you there? Did we lose you? Uh-oh. Hello? Technical difficulties again. Hello? Yes, hello. Okay, there you are. Can you hear me?
2: Yeah, I just randomly cut
0: out. Oh, okay. No problem. Well, I was just saying that, um, yeah, it's, it's, you're going to notice once you start playing other games, like more recent games, that it's a lot better because The the Last of Us is still a remake from the PS3. So it's not a real original. You know what I'm saying? Got it. So I mean, the graphics on all of this stuff are so good considered what I was playing.
2: I mean, I was still playing MLB 2K10, which was a game that was made in 2009
0: holy shit so yeah it must be reality for you and how how realistic I guess uh the baseball I guess you're playing the show correct yeah it's yeah. so realistic I love it so who's your favorite baseball team then let's get right into that then
2: I'm a die-hard Mets fan unfortunately
0: <laughs> unfortunately well don't worry I'm I'm up here in Toronto so we have the Blue Jays so
2: yeah, actually, my career mode in uh, MLB The Show, I'm a Toronto Blue Jay.
0: Oh, I'm, I'm sorry for that then.
2: Admittedly, I've tried getting traded every season and they say no.
0: Well, yeah, that, that's what they do. If you're rated good, I guess it's, it is realistic. If you're rated good and you're only a good player on the team, they're going to keep you forever and won't trade you.
2: Yeah, it's very realistic, the game. I don't like it.
0: <laughs> All right. Um, what what about uh, your end game? Because I like asking this uh, to all the comics I've been on recently. What is your like absolute end game? Do you want to be an actor full time? Do you want to be a writer full time? Do you want to do stand up? What do you want to see yourself doing when you ride off into the sunset?
2: Uh, I don't know. I mean, I don't really think in terms of what's going to get me to where I want to be because it's always going to be a mix of things. I mean, I have a big acting project coming out next year that I'm excited to do. And okay. but I think the end game is to just. You know, never stop being a stand-up. I, I, I can't picture a life where I don't get on stage most nights and tell jokes because that is genuinely what I'm best at. And uh, I think everything else will be, uh, it, it might be the uh, what gets you there, right? but stand-up is always going to be the end goal. I mean, and, and having a fan base, I mean, that's my favorite part of this all is even now, you know, going on the road and having people who come up to you after and say that they followed you for a while and they drove, right. you know, an hour to be there. And, I mean, that that that's the shit that never really gets old.
0: Well, obviously, yes. You, you know what I mean? It makes you feel good inside, doesn't it?
2: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I guess uh, it's hard for it to be an end goal because, you know, I already – I make a living telling jokes and I just – my end goal is for that not to change, I guess.
0: Oh, there you go. Well, yeah, that is important, right? Well, you, as long as you're your true self, that's all that matters. As long as you're doing what makes you happy and it's good content, well, who gives a shit, right? Uh-oh. Did we lose him again? Tom, Hello? 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 Oh, oh Quite interesting. Too. hello Hello. Are, are we back yeah
2: i kept hearing you but i guess you weren't hearing me
0: no i wasn't hearing anything and i was checking my connection and i actually had connection so i don't know what happened there maybe there was a hiccup and we couldn't i could just couldn't reconnect to you who knows
2: yeah that was weird i'm trying to I, i'm trying to download the skype app oh because my usually has it's the wi-fi in my house that's worth
0: yeah, I know. Uh, I said this on, on another show too, but you, people always make fun of us Canadians living in igloos. But at least we have good Wi-Fi up here. I know. Went down again. <laughs> Fine. Yeah, I can't hear you again. Bah. <laughs> I heard that. <laughs>
2: All right. Maybe that's the key.
0: <laughs> Just have to cuss at it a few times.
2: Yeah, that's that's, what, that's how most things are fixed my
0: life at least oh my god well this is what happens
2: right. i set it up on my phone now so i have the backup ready to go
0: okay well you sound good now so if we cut out again we'll, we'll, if we
2: cut out again we'll go to the cell phone because that's going to be a much stronger
0: connection perfect okay but right now you sound great perfect okay we're back what the fuck were I'm, we talking it about is though? cutting out oh am i cutting out no, I said oh. I'm committed to not cutting out. Okay, perfect. I thought you said you're, you're not committed to not pulling out. I was like, that—that's a dangerous game, my friend.
2: That is also true.
0: <laughs> but what what did we leave off on? What were we talking about? Do you remember? No, I have no idea. Okay, well, let's just get into this. How about this? Um, I everyone knows that I smoke weed, and obviously, your fans know you smoke weed. So. Yeah, I noticed that. that you stumbled upon a show, probably the same way I stumbled upon a show one day on Netflix, called Cooking on High.
2: Yes, I have discovered this. I haven't watched all of it, but I, the ones I have watched, I do enjoy.
0: Same here. I haven't gone through it all either. I'm maybe halfway through it, but yes, it is It is a very interesting concept, isn't it?
2: Yeah, I mean, I've always wanted to do a show like that, and it's always sad when you see it, and you've had ideas like that before.
0: Oh, I know. that That must suck, right?
2: Yeah, I mean there was one show I used to be really passionate about that I even pitched to a few networks and everyone said no. And then really? magically last year the show ended up on a network.
0: Oh my god. You see how that works? But like but okay, I don't know the whole ins and outs of it, but you can't do anything if you really wanted to. Nah, there's nothing really besides a few word documents I have of where oh. I typed up
2: the idea. It was more of a reality based show,
0: so Oh gotcha. Yeah, so didn't they- the
2: fly. They just essentially ripped off the entire idea of it.
0: Wow, that sucks. Okay, well, if you were on Cooking on High, speaking of food, what would be your ideal meal while you're on there? Right after you smoked a nice session, you had a good session, you're feeling good, two professional cooks come out, what do you want them to cook for you?
2: Oh, wow, two professional cooks. I have any choice. Um,
0: Any choice you want.
2: uh, uh, We're going with dinner?
0: How about this? One lunch, one dinner, Just, just to appease everybody.
2: Uh, i mean i can't not go with a nice filet mignon
0: oh okay you're
2: i love good steak i'm a big steak guy
0: okay you like red meat all right all right
2: yeah and then give me a side of bacon okay and then a beer they don't need to cook the beer they just need to (laughs) pour for me
0: (laughs) okay okay that sounds good that sounds like a nice canadian meal up here as well because we love bacon so i'm on board for that and then give me some pizza Pizza, there you go. You hit the spot for me. Pizza and poutine are my two favorite foods.
2: I've never had poutine.
0: Oh, my God. Are you kidding me?
2: No, it always sounded so much like pootie Tang that I just (laughs) assumed it was a comical food.
0: Well... You could get (laughs) you could get poutine pretty much anywhere in Canada now, but the best poutine is in Montreal, and there's just one place. I I can't pronounce it for shit because it's a French name, and I can't like I have such a bad accent when I speak French, so I won't even try. But it's open 24 hours. If you just Google it, it's I think the only 24 hour poutine place. The menu is to die for. They literally have poutine that are like topped off like pizzas. They have like meat in it. They have this. They have like a hot dog, a cheeseburger poutine. They have everything you could think of.
2: I think it's the name that surprises me because it sounds like a baby trying to say protein.
0: Well, it is a French word, so maybe that's why.
2: Yeah, I don't know. I don't. What is? It? Well, I don't even know what it is.
0: Okay. I don't even know if I've ever seen it. So it's French fries, obviously. That's the base, and then you put uh, cheese on top. Like this, uh, it's called some French uh, mozzarella curds. I, I don't. Okay. I don't know the exact name of it, but it's a special type of mozzarella where it turns all gooey. And then they top it off with uh, gravy. But now people are adding, like, mushrooms in it, pulled pork, bits of bacon, bits of hot dogs, hamburger bits, and just going crazy with it. So it's whatever you could come up with now. Canadians were also fat. (laughs) Hey, no, 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 no. Don't even go. You don't want to compare Canadians to Americans. (laughs) You'll lose that fight every day. It's cold up here. So we, we actually have to freeze sometimes, right?
2: Yeah, I mean, I don't know. I've I've been to Canada once in my life, so I don't know much about it.
0: Oh, and how was your experience, if you don't mind me asking?
2: Uh, it was New Westminster, British Columbia.
0: Oh, okay. So it was all in the west coast. Gotcha.
2: It was something.
0: Yeah, it's nice out there. It's very, actually very nice.
2: Uh, it's nice in Vancouver, but I was not in Vancouver. I was in New Westminster.
0: Well, I guess I guess that would be the same thing if you come out to Toronto, because we have i guess suburbs that are outside the city and if you stay there there's like literally nothing to do unless you're downtown right yeah there's uh in vancouver there's no uber so there's really no getting around for me oh shit okay you're safe in toronto we have uber we have lyft we're actually up to date over here so don't worry yeah
2: apparently their drivers like uh weren't all for it so they like just boycotted
0: oh that's what happened that's right i remember this when we first got uber as well i think they tried to do it here but our government didn't care and just allowed uber to come in
2: i'm all for it fuck uber (laughs)
0: <laughs> so you don't like Uber?
2: I love it. I just oh, don't okay. like how many extra people are on the road because of it.
0: Oh, so you think it adds more to the congestion.
2: Yeah, because their apps measure how quickly they drive, so they, don't, they all go the speed limit or underneath it. Oh, so it gotcha. It's up being a massive clusterfuck in New York City because there's a Uber driver going miles an hour. <laughs>
1: that's
0: hilarious okay back to the angry driver by the way oh don't worry i choose not to drive anymore too i just i just let my wife drive she chauffeurs me around everywhere now i I can't take it
2: i keep changing my car now so i can throw it at vehicles that piss me off
0: (laughs) holy shit okay you do have issues (laughs) (laughs) all right well okay back to the cooking on high end of food what would be your drink because i heard something that you're into something called a 007 drink Yo, I love 007. What the fuck is a 007? Please explain. That's orange juice. Oh, you lost or me. Stoli. Okay. And Sprite,
2: or 7 Up, but I don't think they legally make 7 Up anymore.
0: What do you mean they don't make 7 Up? What happened there?
2: I don't think 7 Up. Does it still exist?
0: I know it exists here in Canada.
2: Oh. <laughs> you know what? I gotta say this. You know what about Canada that amazed me? What's up? Was I went to the convenience store to get
0: a bottle of Gatorade. Okay, yeah. And you. I still had the twist cap Gatorades. America hasn't had that in years. Oh, we have them all. We have the twist caps. We have the squeeze ones. We have the ones with the spouts. I love the squeeze and twisty cap
2: one. We haven't had that here forever. I bought like eight of them just to Snapchat my
0: friends. (laughs) So what caps do you have there? What do you guys use as a cap?
2: Just the one that comes off.
0: Oh, okay. They
2: stopped giving us that cool little ribbed bottle.
0: Yeah, I wonder why. That's weird how some shit doesn't translate like that. And we're just literally steps away from each other. Yeah, that's fucked. <laughs> All right, I want to get into some more food facts because I like to bring up fucked up stories. And okay, f- first off, what's your favorite fast food joint? Wendy's. When really?
2: Spicy chicken sandwich. You're not gonna find anything better at any other fast food joint.
0: Um. Okay. Um, I guess Taco Bell decides to bring back the volcano
2: burrito, but they haven't considered it. And until then, they're dead to me.
0: <laughs> wow, you hold grudges too, I see. <laughs>
2: eat that volcano sauce back man how are you gonna take that from someone
0: okay we obviously up here in Canada we have Wendy's too and I've had their their spicy chicken and it yeah it is awesome but I almost put it on the same level it's we have what's called a spicy big crunch at KFC a spicy big crunch Mm. yeah and it's almost well it's just a regular like it's breast meat but in like it's breaded in the spicy batter no, yeah, not, like no, one. No, like actually, no, 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 no. Actually, sorry, no, 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 no. I'm actually wrong. No, no, sorry. I'm describing the Wendy's. It's actually just a chicken breast with uh, uh, deep fried a lot of time so it gets a lot, nice and crispy, and then we put the hot sauce on top. But it's like this nice creamy chipotle sauce. Oh, it's mm-hmm. to die for. Yeah,
2: creamy and chipotle have a real
0: good match going on. I think so, right? That's a match made in heaven. You want a liquid chipotle? You want a creamy chipotle? Yes, thank you. Like if I see something runny. Drink it. And that goes for a lot of the hot sauces that I enjoy when I do eat.
2: I, say, I thought you were going to say that goes for everything, and I was going to oh. disagree because there's a lot of creamy substances I don't like.
0: <laughs> okay, touche, my friend, touche. <laughs> <laughs> okay, let's get back to this fast food thing. Okay, well, the most popular, obviously, worldwide now is McDonald's, right? Everyone knows who, who McDonald's is.
2: Is it though? I mean, I feel like everyone also knows that if you don't have a home, you could
0: shower there in their bathroom. <laughs> And you get free Wi-Fi as well. Yeah, I bet it's stronger than the one I have. <laughs> okay, well, everyone knows this—the the test that they've done with their fucking patties, where they last years and years and they still look the same. Correct? Yes. Okay, so there's this guy. Since being fr- from Canada, this is why he caught my eye. Some guy in Ontario, I don't know where. He's probably not from Toronto. Apparently, he's selling a six-year-old McDonald's cheeseburger with the fries on eBay for thirty bucks.
2: Wow. Good deal. Let's buy it.
0: <laughs> what are you going to do with it? Are you going to actually try and eat it?
2: It's going to make a great creamy substance.
0: <laughs> Speaking of creamy,
2: I don't know. What the hell do you? Can you eat it? I don't know. Uh, well, could it be that much worse for you six years later than it is currently?
0: You know what? That's that's a good yeah. You know what? I never thought of it that way. And apparently, also, all the. did he sell it? Or is it still up there? Well, I don't know. I didn't go that deep. the The only thing I do know is it shows a picture, and the fries actually look as good as they did on day one. Like they don't look like they have mold or anything on it. it looks pretty. Legit. The The bun has a bit of mold on it. You see it.
2: Yeah, you should just buy the fries and turn them into poutine.
0: <laughs> there you go, with the creamy substance. <laughs> the creamy substance. All right, and McDonald's is just on a roll Because I found something else about McDonald's And this is just ridiculous So um, You guys have, obviously, Uber Eats And they deliver McDonald's, correct?
2: I've never gone down that route That seems like a sad route
0: Really? Oh (laughs) Okay, well, we have Uber Eats, we have all kinds of other apps Called Skip the Dishes, all these Canadian versions
2: I had a guy one time who I paid to pick up milkshakes for me And deliver them to my house
0: Hey, that's that's not a bad gig, actually, for you and for him. <laughs> I met him on the street. I was like, go get me milkshakes. Okay, I thought it was a, like a legitimate app because we have like no, something. Okay. it was
2: a legitimate thing. We have a guy okay. in my town, the delivery guy, and he picks up anything you need.
0: Oh, wow, that's crazy. That's old school right there. Fuck. Yeah. Okay, well, and so we have Uber Eats, and, and they deliver McDonald's. They have a contract with them, right? So uh, an- another town in Ontario, and this one's a few miles uh beside Toronto, it's called Hamilton. Apparently someone called nine one one because Uber Eats got there late and the burger was cold. <laughs> <laughs> now as a comedian and as an all around Joker, I assume you have called nine one one in your life at least more than once as a practical joke, have you not?
2: Uh once as a child.
0: Okay, so have I, okay. And may I ask, what was that conversation like? <laughs>
2: Uh, my mom picked me up and ran, and we left. We fleed the scene.
0: Oh, so was that a public phone?
2: It was at a Burlington Coat Factory
0: <laughs>
2: <laughs> in Lancaster, Pennsylvania. And I didn't think, and they left me alone with the payphone because I used to hang out in the front of
0: the store. Right. And I didn't think, that. thought you needed to put in money in a payphone, so I just dialed 911. Oh, my and God. And I said that there was a robbery. Right. And I didn't realize that it was actually on the phone with the cops. Wow. So I remember pulling away out of the lot and like
2: a cavalcade of like 20 cops coming in.
0: (laughs) Holy shit. So you actually, you invented, you invented the fucking swatting technique that people keep hearing about.
2: I swatted a Burlington Coke factory.
0: (laughs) Well, you're way ahead of your time. Fuck, no wonder you're doing good.
2: (laughs) (laughs) That was the only time. I mean, I've called the cops like, one other time, and it was,
0: like, serious. Oh, okay. Yeah, that's different. That, that's you your You know what? It was such a weird thing. where It was, like, two years ago. I live at home
2: with my parents, so I'm only 23, so it's fucking normal. Stop judging me.
0: Oh, and... shit. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I don't want to say anything, but I kind of left home at 17 and went to a different country, but that's the... Oh, you
2: asshole.
0: That's besides the point. Go on. <laughs> you overachiever. You're like the unabomber. That's um... the only... But you know what? That's the only thing I'll probably overachieve with you in my whole lifetime so don't worry about it at least give it to me yeah oh no baby okay i didn't hear a word you just said you just came back and said baby oh
2: wow I'm glad it picked up just baby
0: <laughs> okay it's not that kind of show come on man <laughs> i'm glad, i'm glad, i'm glad
2: it cut out when i was doing a bit and no one's going to hear that. And they're just going to hear me go, baby.
0: <laughs> it's lost in the internet universe forever.
2: Yeah. One, I, one of my podcasts that I do is a solo one. Yeah. And uh, I, was bring I recorded it up. like a 45-minute episode, which is always weird because you're by yourself. And then like later in the day, I realized that it actually didn't record.
0: <laughs> oh, yes. Now, I actually remember yes, this that one. Was, and that it's good- was so
2: creepy. That's now just 45 minutes of my life spent in a room talking to myself.
0: And, that nobody's gonna hear. And I've been waiting for that day to happen. Knock on wood. I've been doing this now a year and a half, and I still haven't. Well, I've lost one file, but then I found it a, f- a few months later. So thank God. And I just put it out as and a it was bonus. A
2: very creepy feeling where I was like, "Oh my God!" I just sat in a room and laughed and talked to myself for forty-five minutes See, like a psychopath because it's not going to end up anywhere.
0: And that's what I wanted to ask you too. Because you do two podcasts. We'll get into the MMA one because I'm a huge MMA fan as well. And I I want some of your views of what's going on in the sport right now too. But before we get to that, you're uh, breaking the fourth wall. You're by yourself and you're talking to yourself. I used to do some of these shows by myself too and I couldn't do it. So I had to literally get one of my friends to just sit in front of me. So I don't think I'm going crazy. How the fuck do you do it?
2: I don't know. (laughs) You know how I do a lot of fan questions. So an hour or two hours before each episode, I'll tweet out that I'm going to do an episode and people should right. ask questions. Okay. Yeah. So then I'll take a serious amount of time answering their questions on the podcast. And then what I do is I usually just recap each day of the past week and what I did each day, any fun stories. And then I'll try to give like a little bit of comedy advice. Cause I know that a large portion of my listenership is young
0: comics. Oh, there you go. That's smart. Yeah. Because but the one I'm going to start bringing on guests, usually every other episode, just to help the airtime because it can get so weird. And I yeah. have such a good connection. and big calling it, I think. And here we go again. You were cutting out. One la- again. <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh, man.
0: Why oh, does this shit always happen? Oh, wi Fi. I just heard Wi Fi. <laughs> All right, well, why don't you hang up and call me back and I'll
2: answer it on my phone?
0: All right, let's do this. <clears throat> Uh, riveting Riveting Thank God Dan is a good guy And he's funny And I got some stars I want to talk to Cause if this was with like Pedro or Richie Or fucking Danny I would've hung up by now Hello Take three Are we good? Yeah Oh you know what That actually even sounds better
2: Yeah Cause it's on the cell phone And it's held into Against my ear
0: You know what It actually sounds What you sound like Cause before It really didn't sound like you <laughs> Fantastic. So we're going to get two parts.
2: <laughs> You're to, yeah, they'll be like, wow, they had Impersonator
0: Dan and Real Dan. Oh, don't worry. O- only the dead space is going to get cut out. All of this and me calling you back, it's, it's, all for, it's all for the fans to listen to to see what we actually go through as podcasters.
2: I love it. I'm <laughs> all for
0: it. Perfect. All right, let's get into some other shit. Oh, you are talking about for, uh, Breaking the Fourth Wall. One of my favorite episodes, yes. and I even tweeted, and you, you, we were in conversation about it, the office one. oh my god you have to do more episodes of of other shows it doesn't have to be just the office whatever you're into because it it doesn't matter it's just fucking hilarious
2: you know what i really was hoping that that was going to be an episode that people enjoyed and it was not
0: are you serious
2: it was the only episode of that podcast that didn't even do
0: anywhere near the other amount of downloads that the other episodes get Oh wow! I guess I'm really in the minority here, or maybe because I'm a huge Office fan as well, so that's why. Yeah, I think you know, I had like that. It was weird because it was the
2: least listened to episode, but it was the episode that had the most amount of messages sent my way.
0: Really? That—that that is like awesome. people
2: enjoying it.
0: You see that? That is weird. Well, I guess now you know that the Office people, whoever watched the Office, are diehard fans, right?
2: Yeah, I mean it was fun to do, but it was only because I was really high. <laughs>
0: Well, that was the time that you actually lost that forty-five-minute episode yeah, that, that you were talking same about, right? Day. Yeah. And then, so you know, go.
2: right after that, I didn't have shows tonight, so I went and got stoned right after I did my podcast, <laughs> without realizing that it didn't record any of it.
0: Okay. Well, speaking of getting stoned, what's your go-to munchie?
2: Go-to munchie food? Uh, any edible? More weed.
0: Oh my god!
2: <laughs> <laughs>
0: That's the best answer so far.
2: Yeah, just any anything that also has reason. No, I like. Uh, I would say like if I had to do my ideal munchy food. Yeah. I'm a weirdo, man. I'll just boil a pot of water and cook a box of pasta.
0: Yeah, there's nothing wrong with that.
2: That's like, cause to me, that's saving money. It's simple. I'm just scared I'm gonna like really burn myself one of these days. Oh, I thought you were gonna say like ah.
0: something like a pregnant woman, like pickles and peanut butter or something.
2: No, no, nothing weird.
0: So, what's the most ridiculous thing you've ever done? for a munchie run
2: oh god i mean what is what haven't i done <laughs> oh, shit. Uh,
0: who haven't i no I'm kidding <laughs> oh, oh. <laughs> that could be the next question
2: no. <laughs> i have uh the crazy i mean there have been days where i've just ordered like absurd amounts of food i mean i think oh. the worst munchie thing i ever did mm-hmm. was i found a website called candy warehouse oh and i expedite i expedited shipped uh like five different cases of candy okay it was like 150 dollars wow and then i woke up the next morning and i was like oh my god why'd you do this
0: yeah no kidding
2: and then four days later when the candy showed up i was like oh my god you're a genius
0: because <laughs> <laughs> i'm sure you were high again once the day arrived right
2: <laughs> yeah and i was like oh my god all this candy you go dan what a guy <laughs>
0: You're like high-fiving the Dan from the past. <laughs> Way to go!
2: Yeah, it was fantastic. <laughs> I, I didn't in my, all of my adult years. I didn't know you could order candy online. Like, what a good thing to know!
0: Oh, okay. Well, something weird happened here in Toronto a, a few weeks ago. I was supposed to bring it up on an episode, but I never had a chance. And now that we're talking about food, a perfect segue. I don't. I guess this is just a food episode. So, sorry, I don't want to offend you. or yeah, anything. <laughs> but. <laughs> So in Toronto, on the highway, it was closed for a few hours because a truck rolled over and spilled a whole truck's worth of yogurt all over the highway. Speaking of Creamy, back to Creamy, you see.
2: Mm, he was doing the world of service, getting rid of that yogurt.
0: Oh, you're not a yogurt fan, I see.
2: I mean, who needs it?
0: <laughs> okay.
2: Once they developed frozen yogurt, we oh. didn't need regular yogurt anymore.
0: Okay, well, my question to you is, if you were in that situation and you were right behind this truck and it just exploded out full of food, what would you want that food to be? Uh,
2: whatever is small enough to not mess up my commute.
0: Oh. <laughs> Fair enough. That's right. You're not really no, that you know picky. It would be really
2: fun, I think, just a truck full of gobstoppers.
0: Oh, my God, right? It's
2: like it's like little marbles all over the place. It would be just like a massive Home Alone movie scene. <laughs>
0: That would be good Cars are slipping The first responders are falling all over They're like trying to move the guy's body But they're slipping all over the place Oh my god
2: Really could just be a fun scene
0: Okay well you're still a young lad And I assume you're not married correct?
2: Definitely not married no
0: Okay well I've been almost married as long as you've been alive So that just goes to show Holy crap Well I've been with my wife about 17 years now So you know what I mean? Wow
2: that is a long time (laughs)
0: Well, for you it is, but once you get to my age, it's not a long time, trust me.
2: I get it. My parents have been together since they are 14 years old.
0: Holy, sh- okay, that's even younger. See, I met my wife in my early 20s, so, okay. Yeah,
2: yeah, I mean, they met, I think my mom was 13 and my dad was 14 or some shit like, like that.
0: Again, really old school. Holy shit, good for them.
2: <laughs> yeah, arranged <coughs> marriage. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> well, I was
0: going to say, oh shit.
2: <laughs> yeah, they got married at 14. <laughs>
0: Well, again, depending on their age, you never know. Back then, it was acceptable, right?
2: <laughs> yeah. No, they're, they're young, folks. They, my dad just turned 50 this year.
0: Oh, okay, okay. There you go. So, My um, mom's younger. So, if you were to get married, you love pizza, correct? Just like you said. And I love pizza. And
2: my- uh, I do enjoy pizza. I mean, my family mm. owns a family pizzeria we have in New oh, York shit. City. So, oh, pizza's sweet. been a large
0: part of my life. So, there you go. Okay. Like I said, one of my favorite, like my... I guess my last meal, if I was to be on death row, would be, like I said, pizza and poutine, right? So, I wish my wife loved this as much as I did, and I knew about this when we got married. Do you know now that they make a bouquet out of pizza, where you're both allowed to eat from it throughout the ceremony and shit?
2: No, I didn't know that. That sounds fantastic.
0: Doesn't it? So, now you know you're a perfect match. If she agrees to this, you know you got to put a ring on it.
2: The only way it could get better is if they made pizza divorce papers. <laughs>
0: yeah but then the evidence is gone (laughs) exactly (laughs) oh my god so would you willingly walk down the aisle and And then also to top it all off in a nice pizza themed uh, tuxedo as well how about that
2: wow that sounds fantastic it's a shame I don't believe in monogamy
0: oh you don't so why don't you move to Utah (laughs) (laughs)
2: that's funny but we're going to a wedding in Utah next year
0: (laughs) There you go. You get you get to scope out the land.
2: Yeah, I hear it's gorgeous.
0: Well, I hear that too, but I, I don't know. The, I don't know enough about, I guess, the states in Utah and laws and whatnot. But what I do hear, it I guess it's a lot different from what it is from Toronto. So I don't know if yeah, I, would like I, it. I
2: hear the Tinder in Utah girls have to submit as packages of three.
0: Oh my god. <laughs>
2: Swipe right to groups of friends, opposed to one person.
0: Oh my god! And hopefully, hopefully, they have like an a la carte where you could pick three different ones. It doesn't have to be always the three same match. <laughs> 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 oh, that's
2: fantastic!
0: Okay, how about this for food? Again, on the food train. Still, we keep going on. Now, now I'm leading into desserts, and then we'll get into uh, MMA, like I said.
2: Yes, my two favorite things: dessert and MMA. usually both go together for me
0: okay how about this because you don't believe in being monogamous either so obviously you must be into not to assume but you probably watch your fair share of porn correct
2: uh yeah sure
0: okay how about
2: i know all the prospects and rookies
0: (laughs) good to know (laughs) don't worry i'm not much strong
2: 2018 class
0: See, I'm again. I'm old school. So when I used to watch porn, it used to be on sticky papers. So it used to be through the old magazines that would be passed down from generation <laughs> to generation. We we didn't have this so-called internet bullshit that you guys are so accessible to. So now, if I want, even if I've again, this is an old rant. If, even if I want to go on and try and watch porn, anything I type in, all I see is gaping assholes, fisting, foots in the ass, fucking people doing out of this world. And I'm like, no, no. What happened to the old school one-on-one, fucking missionary position? You know what I mean?
2: well i think the foot in the ass and the gaping go hand in hand
0: <laughs> well i guess that's being a bit extreme but i guess the people get to justify it. but anyways how about mixing food with porn and then mma are you into mma porn <laughs> Man,
2: there is some of it i've seen uh no i'm not
0: into it okay good neither am i okay because i just I, I just can't and plus if you know how to fight i'm sorry to say most women who do fight aren't like in the greatest of shape to be doing porn anyways. You know what I mean? So it's not like I'm clamoring to see those type of women.
2: Hey, there's a few that I'd pay to see. But really? I don't know why I said pay. I would never pay. For
0: okay, them. how about this? Because I've had this conversation with a few friends of mine. The way I look at it, everyone is always like, okay, well, let's pull the, the I guess, the most known out of the hat, Like the Gina Carano's, the Ronda Rousey's, and uh, wh- what's her name? What's the other one? Joanna. Okay, we'll pull her out because a lot of people find her attractive.
2: Are they really attractive? I love Joanna. I love Rose. Oh, you're I another one for Rose. Patricia Torres. Oh my
0: god, what's I wrong love, with you? Uh,
2: obviously, Paige VanZant.
0: Wow. but okay. Are they really naturally? Oh, they are they really naturally good looking, or are they just MMA good looking? Because I've had this conversation before.
2: I find them good looking because of the MMA. I like that they're athletes. I like that they're at the highest level of what they do. I'm attracted to people who are also successful.
0: Okay, see, that's different because you actually have a type. Okay, but I'm saying like some people who just say… I'm like a
2: high flute and I want someone who could also do bougie things with me and go to fancy parties.
0: (laughs) Well, I guess also having a woman that could take care of herself seems a bit attractive, right?
2: And one that could take care of me and beat the shit out of
0: my people. Well, you know what? That's true, too. Who's I, I going to troll about that. me on
2: Twitter when my, my girlfriend's a beautiful fighter?
0: That's true, that's true. Okay, so you Okay, so you made me change my mind on that. Okay, I'm sorry. I apologize to everyone out there then if you're into MMA women. <laughs> Apparently, I'm not. Yeah. I'm always into the minority nowadays. I don't know what the fuck's going on. I guess I am getting it. You hurt. heard
2: that, cyborg. I'm coming for you. Oh, fuck.
0: <laughs> <laughs> okay, the reason why I bring this all up was... Dessert. Dessert. That's before we went on this tangent. Okay. (laughs) How about this? Ice cream that's served and wrapped in cotton candy, sprinkles, and then dipped in chocolate.
2: Interesting. I've seen... There's a place in New York City that does the ice cream cotton candy burrito.
0: And that's exactly what I was going to ask you next, because this is a huge thing now in Toronto, because they just opened up new stores in Las Vegas and Toronto, and we just got one up here.
2: Yeah, I mean, I don't, I, that seems like overkill to me. I'm not a huge cotton candy fan.
0: Okay, me, neither am I. I. I find it it's just a waste.
2: It is somewhat of a waste, because it, it fills you up. It's not incredibly tasty, and it's you. It's hard to get away from the fact that you're just eating sugar.
0: You know what? Exactly. Why not just grab a teaspoon of sugar and dump that in your mouth and suck on that for a exactly. bit? Exactly. Yeah. Okay.
2: Why, do you, why does it got to be pink and blue? What if I want green? Come <laughs>
0: on. Well, I guess again, back to the cream. They don't want it white for oh a reason. My God. Right?
2: Weed cotton candy. Yep, I'm in.
0: Oh, see, but okay, from once from one pothead to another. How do you enjoy edibles? I can't. I don't like it. And it's not because of the way I feel. It's just maybe because, again, I'm older and I've been doing it for a longer time. It doesn't affect me like it does other people.
2: Really? I mean, uh, it goes back and forth. I mean, I took quite a few edibles last night and really tripped out for a while and it was nice.
0: See, I'm so fucking jealous. I've never had that psychedelic trip out ever in my life.
2: Yeah, I mean, I've had it from other stuff. I don't often get it from marijuana, but sometimes I do.
0: Well, I've tried also mushrooms in the past as well when I was a lot younger, and that didn't do anything to me either.
2: Really? Yeah. Maybe you just, I don't know. That's
1: weird.
0: That is weird. Hmm, maybe I'm just built differently. Who knows? Okay, let's get it. <sighs> you're more manly. I got, I got testosterone. And speaking of testosterone, <laughs> nice segue right into MMA. So. Boom. Byron Allen did. You also host or co-host an MMA podcast. Do you want to touch on that a little bit before we get into some
2: yes, some I'm stuff? The creator of the Middle Easy Fight this podcast and the Fight Fist brand. We oh, so you're the creator and a live coverage team.
0: Oh, that's so cool! Yeah, because I've, I when I started following you, I saw that you were at some events covering them live.
2: Yeah, I mean that started this year, so we're still very new to it, but we've. Uh, we're definitely well respected in the community now.
0: And do you cover everything, or do you just cover the, I guess the, the top guys like UFC, Bellator? Or... Uh, we usually stick UFC,
2: Bellator, Professional Fight League, uh, PFL, LFA, yeah. Lions Fight Association. Uh, we stick to the to the main ones. Uh, so far, it's basically been UFC, Bellator, PFL. I mean, they've. Donald Cerrone starting a new fight league. We're still in talks with them to do something with them. But nice. uh, we try to stick to the bigger leagues just because that's the easiest way to get eyes on
0: the work. And, okay, as a fan, if, if, you, if you weren't there working, because I understand, obviously, if you're calling, if you're working, if you're doing your social media thing while watching the fight, you get a different adrenaline rush by just sitting there as a fan. But as a strictly fan sitting in the audience, what do you enjoy more, watching it live or being at home?
2: Uh, It's different. I mean, so I've had all three. I mean, I watch them at Mm -hmm. home a bit, and then I've covered fights live, and then I've just been to fights live. I would say covering them live is much better because you have the seats that you literally need to pay thousands of dollars for. Right. For free. I mean, I've sat on the cage before, whereas the only thing in front of me is the octagon.
0: That's crazy. And I
2: would say that is much better than television. (laughs)
0: well if you're that close yeah
2: people who are like if you're not that close then television is much better i mean i've been in like before i was allowed to sit at these events i was in the upper deck of the barclays center in brooklyn and i did not enjoy the fights nearly as much
0: yeah see i could that's where i guess it it, it is the difference right you can't if you're bending your neck and looking up at a screen might as well just stay home
2: yeah when you're sitting on media road it's a lot i mean you get free food there's drinks for you you could go back and hang out in the locker room and lounge room if you want. It's a very uh, nice setup.
0: So, how long have you been into MMA? Have you always liked it? Does this go back to your like, uh, sports days? There's, uh,
2: it's hard for me to find, to think of a time in my life where I wasn't a UFC fan or an MMA fan.
0: Right. So, ever since I you can remember. I've been
2: watching Pride and UFC as long as I can remember and Bellator. I mean, I've even been a Bellator fan for years now.
0: Yeah, you know what? I've been kind of on. Okay, this is now it's just too much. But before, when it was when Bellator was still run by Bjornie and they were still in the tournament format, there wasn't really uh, a show every week by all these promotions. So you could actually sit there and watch every single, uh, I guess, pay per view or or TV show that would come out with them, right? But now it's just too much. Now you have to pick and choose. So my my rule is, I'll watch, I'll watch every UFC event because I'm just a freak that way. I love the UFC, so I'll watch every event. But the le- le- Easter name, no one like the Bellator's, PFL's, even Ryzen. I don't, I'll watch the Ryzen event, I have no problem. But I have to hear buzz Ryzen's around it. fantastic. I'll have to hear buzz around it first. I just won't go in and watch the whole card. If, someone, if I see a tweet or someone says, oh, you have to watch this fight or it was a good fight in Bellator, then I'll go check it out. But to sit really, there live. I've been okay.
2: watching the PFL, the PFL's been fantastic.
0: And that's what I wanted to ask you, too. What do you think of this whole rebranding from the WSOF to PFL?
2: I love it. I love the WSOF. I thought they were home to so many fantastic fighters. I would say in the past five years the WSOF has even put out better prospects than Bellator has. Right. Uh, I, I love the rebranding. I love the point system. I've been to a few of the events live. I'm going again next week, I believe. It's it's amazing to see the the way the fighters are fighting these fights.
1: <laughs> right.
2: Uh, because they want to get the points they're fighting at a much different pace they're fighting at a smarter pace they're going for the they're going for the win earlier on but they're also doing it smarter because they know if they get knocked out they lose and i really love the added incentive and the fact that these guys could make so much money in this league when in other leagues that's it's just not the case.
0: You know what's That's so true nowadays. And they have a good mix of old and new. Unlike where, like you just said, Bellator used to be a product for all these prospects. Now it's just where the old guys go and retire.
2: Yeah, Bellator used to be a fantastic, uh, like, minor lease essentially for the UFC. If not, almost as good with some of the products they put out. Yeah. But uh, yeah, the PFL has been really fun. I think there's still some kinks that need to work out on the production side of things. And. The killing time side of things in between fights, but I, I think as far as the people they're putting in there, it's been fantastic. And there's some guys that I've seen so far that I think should end up in the UFC. There's no reason Andre Harrison should have to continue competing in the PFL. He's 19 0 and he's not getting any younger, and he's a fantastic
0: fighter. Wow, you see. But then again, like everything in life and in entertainment and showbiz, there's always politics that we probably don't know about, right?
2: Yeah, which is, that's the crazy thing about MMA, because in comedy, yeah. if a booker doesn't like you, that's just one of the bookers.
0: In MMA, if Dana doesn't like you, that is the only league that you want to be in. I know. It, it's very unfortunate. You have no chance. I mean, it's, it's
2: weird. I mean, I, I have some of my best friends now are fighters in the UFC and Bellator, so I, I get to see the the side of things that I wasn't used to, and it really makes you appreciate it on a whole new level.
0: Well, what do you think of what Oscar De La Hoya is doing and just start not even starting a promotion, but promoting just one-offs? Not even having like an organization and being like a regular like boxing promoter.
2: It's interest. I mean, it's weird for a one-off MMA fight. First of all, okay. Uh, it's it's even weirder that the fight that he's choosing is that fight. That's a fight that doesn't <laughs> need to happen.
0: Yeah, but. I, how about this? But you're still going to watch, aren't you?
2: Maybe I'm really <laughs> not even sure. Maybe the highlights. I'm not going to pay
0: for it. Oh, okay. Well, yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, like, yeah, watch a highlight I or can't, see. But
2: I, it pains me too much. I mean, growing up, Liddell was the guy. He was the one that you loved watching. He was exciting. Yeah. He was funny, he was, and to see him at this age still having to fight is kind of like, well, this isn't fun anymore.
0: Okay, so you're on the same basis as me too, because my favorite fighter of all time is Shogun, and to see him get knocked the fuck out like he did this past card, that was like, yeah, okay. that was brutal not It was like, that was, that was not the old Shogun, like, what the fuck, and it's like you forget everything that he's accomplished up until then, because the, the last yeah, memory I, is I that. I hope Shogun's
2: smart and decides to not fight Daniel Cormier.
0: I know because Cormier is calling him out. What's that all about?
2: I don't I think it was a respect thing, but I also think that'd be very dangerous for Shogun to fight Daniel.
0: Yeah, but I don't think the UFC is going to put him in there. That's not going to sell anything.
2: No, I don't think it'll sell anything right now. Brock Lesnar's the only thing that's I mean, although Daniel he, I don't know. He's my favorite fighter of all time, him and Dustin Poirier.
0: Okay, there you go. Well, I have like I I tweeted it out when it when he bet um What's his name? Fucking Miochich, and I said, "Is Corme possibly now the goat?" You know what I mean? Because yeah. if you think about it, can we really count the Jones' fights now, knowing what he was on? Even though it- I don't. Okay, I'm one of the few who
2: is. Uh, I don't count the Jones okay.
0: stuff. I'm the same way. Okay. There's so much evidence to
2: suggest that he quite possibly was not going into that fight on an even playing field.
0: Gotcha. Because you know what I actually think happened? Because the warm-up fight that he had against... What was his face? I oh, always called the guy... Ovin
2: St. Yes,
0: I was going to call him the, the branded cow because he has that horseshoe that's branded <laughs> on his arm. Yeah, he does. <laughs> Tennessee Vols used to play football Fuck. at the University of Tennessee. Speaking of being old school and gangster, that's one scary motherfucker right there. But anyways... Yeah, that
2: team, the football team brands their fighters. I, uh, brands their players.
0: That's fucked. That That's a guy you want in... D- defending your honor honestly but anyways when i think when bones took that fight he wasn't on anything and you saw what he was like and everyone called it ring rust when a guy's as good as he's supposed to be there's no such fucking thing as ring rust i'm sorry
2: yeah that was uh that was the most eye-opening fight and then he came back and knocked out daniel which was right. a surprise i was surprised because that osp fight he did not look like anything special
0: no He really didn't. He looked
2: like a guy who just beat OSP, which is uh, that there's a lot of those guys. OSP's lost a few times.
0: And I know MMA math never adds up, but like everyone said, if he was to fight Cormier instead of OSP during that fight, then who knows? Cormier probably would have won.
2: Yeah, if Cormier got that John Jones, John Jones, he would have easily been able to handle him. But then he got a John Jones that was on a whole other
0: level. Yeah, I know, right? Fuck, talking about other level. And now with the reinstatement okay. of how about Anderson Silva coming back because he's been cleared of all charges. Yeah, who? I, I don't know. <laughs> see, exactly. All these old guys coming. You know what? In all honestly, though, the only fight I want to see Silva in is the fight that should have happened about five to seven years ago is him against GSP.
2: Yeah, that would be fun to see because I think they're both they're still at that level
0: where you could watch them yes. fight
2: and not feel bad that they're still fighting.
0: Thank you. Exactly. Like That's what they have to Whereas start doing. Whereas Liddell and Tito Ortiz sad. No. no, no. It, it is sad. It's to the point where, no, you don't need to see these old guys because obviously they've retired for a reason before, and why are they coming back? Who knows?
2: Yeah. They, there's a reason they retired five years ago. They didn't want to be fighting again when they are almost 50.
0: Okay. Perfect. Because I want your analogy because you're an entertainer and you're a showman. Do you like Conor McGregor?
2: Yes, of course. I love McGregor. Okay. He sells tickets. He knows how to sell tickets. He knows how to anger people. He knows how to
0: make people happy. So does that, that mean... That man knows how to... I mean, I don't respect him okay. for never
2: defending the title.
0: Well, uh, as we're recording this, I was going through my notes because I could actually multitask. I guess it makes up for the stuttering. And I saw that apparently they want... they talks with the UFC for him and Khabib in November in Vegas.
2: Yeah, I mean, that's the fight that needs to happen, but I think that's the scariest fight for Conor.
0: And you know what? I, like you said, he's a showman. I think he's been bedazzling everybody, and I think he's... I'm not saying that he's a shitty fighter. Obviously, he needs to be somewhat good to be where he's at, but I don't think he's like the greatest, like everyone pens him to be. I'm sorry. I'm still not convinced. I don't know why. There's just something that doesn't convince me. I still think that all uh, the fight I mean, was a fluke. I'm sorry.
2: stamina-wise and ground game-wise, he's not, but stand-up-wise, he's one of the best fighters ever.
0: So you don't think that Aldo fight w- was a fluke, or you think that was? No,
2: no. I mean, I've watched that replay so many times. I mean, it, a fluke is when something weird happens. I mean, Aldo was sloppy and got tagged, and Connor knocked him out that quickly. Well, I mean, there was nothing. There was nothing fluky about it. It was just Connor capitalized on a mistake, which fighting is all about, whether it happens 14 minutes into the third round or right. 30 seconds into the fight. It's uh a mistake's a mistake and a good fighter capitalizes on mistakes and that's what Connor did. Wow,
0: well, so you you really don't think it was a fluke. Okay. Well, I see your side of it, but again, I don't know to me, if you would have rematched him right away, then and he would have done the same thing and just just destroyed him, then no questions asked. But I'm always the guy with like the one shot power, like even in the heavyweights when guys get knocked out and it's just one that flash KO. I'm it's always like flash KOs are almost a fluke because it was I understand the whole aspect of okay they trained they know they beat weaved the right way and they counter punched and that's why they got knocked out but if one little aspect was off then he wouldn't have got flash ko'd and that's that's what i'm basing it on
2: yeah, I mean, the people love the the knockouts. I mean, then people jump on that bandwagon too quickly. I mean, I think the, the purest case of that recently has been Francis Ngannou. Yep,
0: yeah, of course, for sure.
2: People jumped on his bandwagon quicker than I've ever seen anyone. There's actually an episode of my podcast from months ago. Right. Right before Ngannou was supposed to fight Stipe. Okay. I told my listeners, I said, if any of you bet on the fight and you bet Stipe and he loses, I will pay all of your bets for you.
1: <laughs> Holy shit.
2: Because I was that confident that Ingunn stood zero percent chance against Stepe.
0: Yeah, I don't know. Well, obviously it's all psychological because you saw it. Uh, do you think he's going to rebound? Do you think he'll come back or that's all? Yeah, no,
2: that 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 fight broke him because he fight really? he fought whatever last week or two weeks ago against uh, against Lewis, yeah, Derek Lewis, and it was
0: the worst fight quite possibly of all time. Well, well, it probably is the worst fight of all time. I think I've seen I saw a better fight on on the UFC one card than that one. Never mind. Fuck. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so you're all about the showman. So what about this whole Brock Lesnar or- ordeal?
2: Uh, I understand it. I just don't think it's the right stance for Dana White to take. To because you know, regardless of the horse shit Connors done, and there's been plenty of it. Yeah. None of it yet has been linked to performance enhancing drugs.
0: I see. Yeah.
2: I mean, I, I can't be certain whether he has or hasn't, but Lesnar, you can be certain that he has.
0: Oh yeah, of course.
2: Multiple times. So. And also, I mean, I get that that's the fight they have to do if they want to make the money, and Cormier deserves it. I'm such a big fan of Cormier that I want the fight to happen because that's the fight that's going to make him the most money. And he deserves a payday. I mean, he is, outside of John Jones, the best MMA fighter of all time.
0: Yeah. No, I totally agree. So
2: uh, I, I also think that Daniel beats him rather easily
0: yeah i think so too i don't and i don't think it'll go goes past like two rounds i think daniel will feel more no, out the first everyone's round like oh yeah well lesnar wrestled hunt in his
2: last one. i was like yeah but that was also mark hunt
0: this is <laughs> Thank daniel you. cormier
2: i know one of the best college wrestlers
0: yeah no kidding exactly probably the best wrestler at heavyweight of all time as well right fuck
2: yeah i mean he's really uh daniel for it's so funny because for so many years he was hated for no reason
0: and i don't get that
2: Everyone hates Cormier without reasoning. He is so likable. He's a great commentator. He's yes. a great fighter. Yes. Everything he does is the right way. He's never been that much of an asshole. He's always a nice, respectable guy.
0: Yup. I know. And, and, he, and uh,
2: people hate him.
0: Yeah, he's like you said, he's a good guy. He's intellectual. He's not stupid. Like You know what I mean? And there's all these things that have him... Unless that's what it is. He's too squeaky clean. And we live in the area of you love the bad guy, right?
2: Yeah, I guess. I'm not, I am love... Daniel, I mean, Daniel's my favorite fighter, him and Dustin Poirier, so it's, oh, yeah. been, uh, it's a good time to have your two favorite fighters doing well.
0: No, that's pretty cool, yeah, of course. Okay, so that's cool. And so, what's you, so your favorite fighter of all time is Daniel Cormier, even from past, present, that's it?
2: Yeah, Dan, uh, I just have always loved Dan, I love the idea of someone succeeding despite everyone not wanting him to.
0: Yeah, I, again, I'm, I'm still trying to think. Like, it makes no fucking sense why this guy is hated by everyone. And do, I no, don't know if it's no because of the Jones effect. But, again, you see it as well where you have other people who try and play, like, the bad boy card. Like, for example, Colby Covington. And everyone fucking hates him. But yet, everyone loves Jones. And I, I, I don't know. I guess people just gravitated to certain people. I don't know. Yeah,
2: I think, well, the... The, that's always been fascinating for me as of late, the Colby Covington card, because he's – the reason Jones got away with it is because it was genuine. Right. If you've ever watched a video of Colby Covington talking oh, shit, <laughs> he doesn't do it convincingly enough for me to believe that's actually who he is. No,
0: I, I know. that's the, And that's what I'm the sure consensus is. I'm sure he's not a
2: great person, but I'm also sure he's not the person he portrays himself to be.
0: You know what? That's the thing, too. He's trying too hard to be something he's not, right?
2: Yeah, I mean, he already got stripped of his title, so clearly it didn't work.
0: Yeah, and you know what? I hate on Kobe Covington, but I didn't understand that because... I
2: hated it. I still hate it. I was was actually talking with someone about this last night. As much as I hate him, I hate this even more.
0: Thank you, because it makes no sense because he's not fighting because he doesn't want to. He's fighting because he's only clear to fight... A couple of months after when the u f c actually wanted him to fight, so what yeah, the fuck like he the problem?
2: legitimately had surgery on his
0: nose two days ago so again, you see it's the politics that's behind the scenes shit,
2: yeah, well, it's because unfortunately the the shit storm that he's brewed up he's not a good champion,
0: I guess too yeah i and I guess again it's always not smart to to go after like maybe a third of the m m a community in Brazil, you know what I mean so
2: yeah, and I mean, the, your your champion is the type of guy you want, want to put on Conan, like Daniel Cormier did Conan after. You want your champion to be able to go on the Tonight Show and you know be what presentable and Colby Covington is not that.
0: It's true, and even someone like McGregor could go on because you know he's a loose cannon, but he's not going to drop the f bomb or make himself look yeah, like he's trash because he's a
2: showman. He knows yeah. where the show starts and ends.
0: Yeah, that's exactly it. Oh, that's yeah, yeah. You hit it on the nose there. Fuck. Okay. I have a few last questions before I let you go because uh, I, sure. I, I think we're being very lucky here with the connection it's been a while since we've been disconnected so
2: yeah the cell phone was the way to go
0: I, I know you're a man of that you don't give a fuck and whatever happens happens but what is your biggest fear of something happening while you're on stage
2: on stage I yeah. mean I guess it would be getting
0: murdered <laughs> oh, holy shit you're, you are dark wow Well, I mean, because you just think about it. Comedians,
2: we we work in (laughs) venues that more times than not don't even have one security guard.
0: You know what? That is true. We
2: constantly post where we're going to be.
0: I never thought of that. And
2: on top of that, we tell them when we're going to be there.
0: Wow. So if someone
2: wanted to kill us, it's like, hey, we're doing the 11 o'clock show at this comedy club. Come see me then.
0: Oh my god, you know what? I never thought of that. It's so true. Yeah,
2: and there's no metal detectors in comedy clubs, there's no one patting anybody down.
0: Oh my god, that's right. What's gonna stop anyone if they're in there loaded with with a gun or any, or even like a fucking knife or something and they throw it at you because you said something that irritated them?
2: I'm fine, I always keep a knife on me, so I'm okay with that.
0: (laughs) Okay, well, there you go. Okay. I've well,
2: never once had to use it, but I always keep a switchblade
0: in my pocket. Okay, well, let, this leads into my next one then, since you don't really have any fear other than dying. I guess that's everyone's fear in life in general, but what's the worst thing to happen on stage? Like, again, someone throwing something at you, you forgetting a set, you falling off the stage. Uh, I've been
2: attacked before on stage.
0: Oh, my God. I, I, I had that.
2: three guys try to beat me up uh, at a show one time.
0: Personal or just some drunken fucking fools? Uh... It, uh, it, uh, it was Drunken Fools Who took something personal That wasn't personal Gotcha Yeah Those are always yeah, the I best I
2: commented on one of their shirts And it was a It was a Grateful Dead shirt And I had no idea And they were like The three biggest Grateful Dead fans And then they were like You upset a local legend. And I was like, sir, we're in New Jersey. Jerry Garcia is from San Francisco.
0: Oh, my God.
2: And he was like, he's a local legend. I was like, you're not grasping what local
0: means. (laughs) I think he's trying to say national legend.
2: Yeah, and then he took off his shirt and charged the stage. and uh, Him and his two friends joined in, and then a woman joined in. I didn't hit her. She was hitting me a lot.
0: Oh my uh, god. I hit
2: one of the guys in the face, and then a guy at the bar tackled one of the other ones, and then we just kind of pushed them all out.
0: Holy shit, that's crazy.
2: Yeah, and then since the venue kicked out three people, they docked my pay by $60 because it was $20 a ticket, even though they didn't have to re- refund those people's money.
0: That's fucked up.
2: That's comedy for you.
0: <laughs> you the-
2: could legitimately get attacked at a venue that doesn't have security and they will take money from you because of that.
0: Yeah, that's the thing, the consensus I'm getting from having, again, all you stand-ups on these few recent weeks, because, okay, I have no shame in saying that, because I'm never going to do any stand-up, so I don't care if I offend any club owners, but there's some fucking sleazy-ass guys and gals who are ripping these guys off left, right, and center, man. That's fucking pathetic.
2: Yeah, I mean, it doesn't only stop at comedy clubs. You know, there's plenty of music venues that have fucked me over, and, really bars coffee shops you know name it there because you know at the end of the day comedy no matter even if you're making decent money for a show right it's still nothing that crazy so the excuse is well what are you going to do take me to small claims court and they're right (laughs) he's not going to hire a lawyer and go to court over you know under a thousand dollars
1: oh my
0: god that's fucked up. So man. a lot
2: of times, if these people want to get away with ripping you off, they're going to do it. Until they do it, uh, luckily, I'm at a point now where I have a big enough following to where most venues don't fuck with me.
0: Yeah, I know, obviously, because if
2: they did, the tweet would go viral. I mean, I one time got an employee fired from a hotel. So
0: oh fuck, good for you. See, so you know what?
2: From Twitter, because he thought I was gay and he <laughs> uh, really was being offensive. I'm not. I'm I'm kind of straight, but. <laughs> well you know what uh, me and my opener walked into this hotel room in West Virginia
0: and he called us both the offensive word for gay people holy shit Wow. and I said what the fuck did you just say to me and he goes
2: don't y'all go do any queer shit in that room I was like well you're gonna be fired by tomorrow
0: what the fuck is wrong with people I was like I'm
2: verified on twitter and I'm going to tweet your company and make sure that you're removed from this job
0: Oh, good for you. I'm glad there's people out there like you because a little inkling of me wishes that that's the only reason why I really want my podcast to take off. And so I get that check mark. And then when I actually complain to customer service, they do something fucking about it.
2: Yep. And I had, I was on the phone that same night with the hotel company and they were like, what do you want us to do? I was like, I've never said this before, but I think you should fire that guy. Not because of me, but because what happens when someone who is actually Thank you, yeah. something he doesn't like walks in and he legitimately ruins someone's night.
0: Yeah, because of course, if he's just dropping it like that, it's obviously in his vocabulary, so he's said it before yeah, to other that, people. that can't be the guy that you have being the face of your hotel at night. Exactly. Oh, that's fucked up shit, man. Wow. Well, speaking of festivals yeah. and music festivals and shit, you just recently was on... What? what? Okay. My perverted mind goes right to like a brothel or something. Something called the Skank Festival. Skankfest, yeah. Sk- Skankfest. What the hell is that all about? Uh, well, one of the most famous
2: podcasts in the world is called the Legion of Skanks. It's one of the most famous comedy podcasts.
0: Oh, there it's, you go. It's uh,
2: In New York City, one of the well, quite possibly one of the best working comedians, Big Jay Okerson. It's his podcast with two comics, Dave Smith and Luis J. Gomez. Oh wow. And uh, they have such a big following and such devoted fans that once a year they do Skankfest, which is uh, it's a three-day festival, in New York City comedy festival, yeah, with quite possibly the best comics in the country. And then mm. they have uh, over three stages at the venue, right? Because they have over a thousand fans fly in for the festival.
0: Wow, that's crazy! And all this from a fucking podcast. you see that?
2: Yeah. Well, it's because Big J is quite possibly, Big J, Dave, and Lewis together might be the funniest trio in comedy podcasting.
0: Oh, well, see, I guess, okay, I'm ignorant to it. Maybe it just hasn't made it up here to Canada, but yeah, even when I'm on the charts and stuff, I don't really see that pop up. So maybe it's just an American thing. Yeah, right?
2: it's usually towards like the 150 spot on the comedy charts.
0: Hey, at least it's there. That's all that matters. <laughs>
2: yeah. I mean, it's so hard getting in there. I mean, they get like, i mean i mean obviously their numbers are great if they have thousands over a thousand fans coming into new york city for a comedy festival
0: yeah that's good so how does that work with you are you there podcasting or are you there doing stand-up
2: uh they do so what they did is they had three different stages there was oh. uh uh what was kind of like a comedy club and then the that was the basement then the middle floor was a uh, ballroom right and then the top floor was a rock club and then they just did shows uh I did stand-up at the festival, but they did do a few podcasts, I believe. They did Roast Battle. They did the Goddamn Comedy Jam.
0: Holy shit. Uh, they
2: did a lot of things. It was it was a wild
0: festival. Oh, that sounds like fun. I wish we had those type of things. The only thing we get up here is just for laughs. But being in Toronto... Yeah, JFL Toronto. Yeah, but we get the watered-down version. We get the one that's only, like, two days, and we get, like, the leftovers from Montreal, so, sorry to say, whereas Montreal is, like, a whole two-week, or, a whole, like, leading up to it. There's everyone in town all the time, and there's... Yeah,
2: Montreal's like a whole bunch.
0: Yeah, exactly. That's what I'm saying. We get like maybe a theater sold out two days in a row with like a, a bunch of headliners. I'm not, I'm not complaining. It's still good. But I'd want that whole like week or two week worth of fucking comics coming in and out. That's crazy. Yeah, I
2: mean, I think what the reason that Montreal is the only one that has that is because it, it really changes the infrastructure of a town. They have to like totally change so much shit.
0: Oh, yeah. To deal with all those thousands of people coming in. Oh, I could imagine. Yeah, exactly. And we have enough shit here in Toronto, anyways. I could only imagine if we adopted another type of festival here. That's all we need. Yeah, I mean,
2: JFL, they do a Vancouver
0: as well, like another short run. Oh, there you go. So at least they're expanding a a little bit out.
2: Yeah, they have JFL, Vancouver, Toronto,
0: Australia. Oh, shit. Yeah, they, they try to do like, they have the main one and then they try to do small ones along the way. Okay, one last question because I know the f- – are, are you a barbecue guy first off? Uh, I
2: like eating barbecue. I'm not good at barbecue.
0: Okay, okay, you don't need to know how to make it. As long as, as, as you could eat it, that's fine. What do you prefer more? Do you prefer a, a good hot dog on the grill or a hamburger on the grill?
2: Oof, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to blow your mind here and oh, go shit. turkey dog.
0: What the fuck? <laughs> uh- <laughs> Uh, i love turkey dogs I really think,
2: uh because hot dogs scare me because you don't really know what's what they're made of whereas a turkey dog at least you know it's turkey
0: yeah you know what it's it's the same thing with me i always it, it's almost like i'm sorry to say if i ruin it for anyone it's like chicken nuggets it's always the leftovers of the chicken right yeah so it's the same thing as the hot dogs but i don't know yeah. if this has made I it i always
2: tell people like a hot dog is always a good idea until like the second bite and you're like this is all i needed
0: you know what it's so true and I always found hot dogs weird because that's the one food where you could eat frozen, you could eat raw, you could eat it cooked, you could eat it boiled, you could eat it barbecued, fried, any which way. Th- yeah. There has to be something wrong. But anyways, I digress. The whole point of this is this might have made it across the border over there by now. But apparently, speaking of festivals, we, we in Vancouver, no doubt. There you go. Ties all together. There was some car free day festival of some sort. I don't know. And some vendor got a license and patent and was selling hot dog unfiltered water for $38 a bottle. I heard about this. So you did. So, not that. Uh, okay, I could deal with a hot dog being in filtered water, but also non filtered water, like still with all the microbes and shit that make you actually sick. <laughs> and here's the fucked up part. It's fucking gross. Here's the fucked up part. It was a two-day event, I believe, and by the first day, he was all sold out.
2: Yeah, I mean, you figure that's one of those things where he's like, let me see if these assholes will fall for this. And they did.
0: And that's our society, I'm sorry to say, nowadays.
2: Yeah, I mean, you could, like, if you're next to, like, two separate things that look kind of the same. Right. But one is like $30. In Mm -hmm. your mind, you're like, oh, I'm doing okay. I should go for the $30 one. That's probably the better one since it's more expensive.
0: Thank you, right? We've been now conditioned because when I was growing up, quality was – like everything was good. Like we only had like one brand of something and it lasted for fucking years. So that's why everything in the 70s and 80s looks old. It's not because it's old. It's because everything lasted forever and you didn't need to replace anything. There's a
2: reason why some of the best kitchens across the country, a lot of their gear in there is still – machines that were made in the 40s 50s and 60s because things were just made so much better
0: exactly so back then we were conditioned to the better deal you're still going to get good quality where now if you get something half price what's wrong with it first question that comes to mind what the fuck's wrong with that shit yeah and unfortunately that's well i guess society like i said nowadays what the fuck can you do
2: yeah i mean it's uh things are changing I, I'm a bougie person, so I get it. I love buying expensive things for no reason.
0: <laughs> so you're one I'd of those.
2: really good at that.
0: But what what makes you more entitled is, is it again? Okay, how about this? Here's a perfect example. I want a comics view of this. Because obviously everyone knows, not to per se that comics hate them, but I guess maybe look down, if that's maybe a term that I could use, freewheeling as a non-comic, but that instagram and twitter comics and that's all they do okay now what's huge is all these challenges that are coming out what do you think of all these like per se like the fucking i don't know what's a new one there's a new one that just came out uh where they're walking beside a car and uh drake oh, song yeah. is what playing is that? That's a Kiki. yes the kiki challenge that that's now the one on the rage and there's another one where someone disappears i don't even fucking know anyways or, or the dog yeah. disappearing, where you're... The dog yes. with the disappearing thing? What do you think of all this shit? Is it just really people who are that bored and it's non-talent? Because I really do not see famous people interacting anymore. Like, it was the ice bucket challenge. Like, I think that's what started this all off.
2: Yeah, that was a big one. That one actually did well, I think.
0: Yeah, because like I said, everyone was doing it. Celebrities, regular people, it didn't matter. Old people, young people. But now it's just like, is it these people that are grasping for straws and think they actually have some talent?
2: I'm always so on the fence about these things because the, in comedy you get it so many times with the, with the Instagram comedians and the YouTube comedians. But there's always what 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 is the line of comedy? You know, who am I to say that what I do is the higher version than what a YouTube star does? If they're still selling tickets and making a living, then they're figuring out something as well. You know, and I can't really hate on it.
0: Well, you know what? See, that's the thing. I say the exact same thing. Like how people hate on Brock Lesnar. I don't hate on Brock Lesnar. That guy's a fucking genius. If someone's going to pay him to do what he's going to do, why would he say no? It's not his fault. Dana White's the stupid idiot. Exactly, and if people are going to pay to see what they're doing
2: then go for it you know you did something right you grew a fan base that wants to watch you do something
0: and that's who i'm just gonna attack now i'm sorry to say are those stupid people who literally are sheep and just followed because they were following for no reason and don't even know why they're there and the next thing you know you go to these guys who are instagram stars they have a one-man show and they crap a bed and literally don't make you laugh one bit
2: yeah i mean there are some pretty brutal cases of it where someone's given
0: a chance before they deserve it because of their social media well again and
1: uh but that's the beauty of the business is uh i can't
0: legitimately say whether they deserve the chance or not right
2: but i can say that the business does have a knack for weeding people out who don't deserve it over time
0: yeah you know what that's true because in the long run longevity is what weeds them out right yeah, I
2: mean, comedy is very much, it's a, it's a longevity game where there are people who are good who, for one reason or another, don't make it. But there are people then who are good and don't make it, but they stay in for 20 years and t- year 20 comes around and something pops for them. You know, th- it's it's really just some people's times change and the what society wants to see changes and it, it goes back and forth. You know, it's the same as, I think comedy is like clothes, you know. Clothes that weren't popular in the 90s are back to being popular now, and vice versa.
0: You know what? It's so true because unfortunately, I got into the like watching and listening to comedy, like stand up routines, late in the game. I like, I'm in my late 30s, but I literally started watching it like in my late teens, so I didn't get like the early shit. Like the whole Mount Rushmore of comics, I've never watched any of their stand up, so I don't know what all that shit's about. So I go with the stuff that I grew up with, but now looking back if I really do pull an old, I don't know, like one of Seinfeld's first original stand-up routines, is it really going to stand up over time? That's the other thing, right?
2: Yeah, I mean, there are some that do and some that don't. I think it's uh, so hard to tell.
0: Well, that's the thing. And you don't know what's going to stick and what's going to be like that's, like they say, the the saying stands the the test of time. Because like Eddie Murphy, for example, Ron Delirious, I think will always be funny no matter what.
2: For sure, yeah. There's uh, and it's it has a lot to go down with to what the material being said is, because I mean there are some bits that I absolutely love from two thousand four that don't even hold up now because they were about something that no longer matters or see exactly that resolved.
0: Yeah, and then people can't connect with it and like, oh, I don't fucking care about that shit. Like if you if you're making jokes about VCRs, who's really gonna laugh except the eighty year old woman in the front row? Exactly.
2: That's why I think comedy is ever changing.
0: Well, plus the aspect of it being subjective is is what makes me appeal to it. I always like stuff that's subjective to people, except for sports, because that, fuck, especially when you have championships. A winner is a winner regardless, so that's not really that subjective. But like, for example, like stand-up comedy, I'm a huge uh, pro wrestling fan as well. That's subjective as well. You know what I mean? Movies, subjective. Music is subjective. All these genres I love because just because one thing isn't for you, you could reach out and still be in that genre but find something else that you could grasp onto and then is actually funny for you. Exactly. And yeah, that's that's the whole appeal of comedy. And I and I don't understand hecklers because if you know you don't like the person, why the fuck are you going to go see them? Just wait and go see someone you do enjoy and that's it. Yeah,
2: I like hecklers. Go for it.
0: Try well, okay. <laughs> for people like you i'm sure but can you imagine well again it weeds out the people who should make it or not because i was gonna say if you're a guy who's just starting out and it's your first like say your first open mic and there's some fucking asshole that's there that wouldn't be on another day and just ruins you and then you're so fucking put down because of it you never try comedy again like stories like that i hate to hear about you know what i mean because you never know
2: yeah you never know and then there's uh uh you never know who's the one thing that convinces someone to do something or stop doing something. Right. Uh, people don't realize, and I think it, the, it's a point that I make in life as a whole, is that people really have no idea the effect of what their actions genuinely have on a person. Thank you. Whether it's in show business or not, I mean, people don't realize that what they say can actually hurt.
0: Yes, exactly. Not everyone's built the same, and that's the thing. Just because it doesn't upset you, it's going to obviously upset them, and you're going to forget about it because you're walking away, so. Exactly. Yeah, so what we learned on this episode is that people suck and that you like food.
2: I do. I mean, to be honest, you set me up with all food questions, so I had to like
0: food. Well, you know why? Okay. I don't know. Okay. By the time this airs, because I've been having a lot of stand-ups on, and I've been double booking, and I... So now I have two episodes, and I don't know what to do with. So I'm going to drop, obviously, one as a bonus. So I don't know which one's going to air before another. But they're going to air within a week yeah. of each other, so it doesn't matter. But on a either on a future episode or on just an episode that was released, I was talking to Andrew Chavone, and I mentioned to him that I'm not a foodie. I'm not into food. It's not something I care about. To me, it's just a means of surviving. It's fuel for my body. That's it. And he found out very weird and that I was a bit strange for it, but... that's why i can't talk about food i'm in the middle people just assume because i'm a
2: heavy guy that i love food but it's legitimately because my metabolism is terrible i eat maybe at the most i'll eat two meals a day and even that's pushing it i usually eat like one meal a day
0: oh you see so again judging its book by its cover see people
2: yeah i mean i i do love i mean i love a good fancy meal don't get me wrong i like I go to expensive steakhouses and Italian restaurants, but right. I mean food has never people look at me and think that food is the focal point of my life, but it's really it's I use food just to not pass out in all the work that I do.
0: See there well I use it not to pass out so then I don't die, but yeah. I'm just, yeah, you know, tomato tomato. Exactly. So now um again, I I guess I did judge you, but I had I need to have someone on who at least likes food somewhat so i could bring up these topics because yeah as long as it's meat i I
2: could talk about it i hate fish
0: i hate salads oh you see and i was just gonna say the only food i do enjoy now because red meat i'm starting to get turned off by pork i'm starting to get sick of now i eat a lot of fish and that's because my background is being portuguese and portuguese are known for eating a lot of fish so i guess as i'm getting older that part of me is coming out
2: yeah i hate fish
0: oh why because it's just the smell the texture
2: i love the band hate the food
0: (laughs) okay fair enough okay well one last food tidbit are you into chocolate
2: um i'll eat it i mean i'm not a guy who's absolutely batshit crazy over it now
0: okay neither am i so okay this really doesn't pertain but you know there's an actual way of checking how good of a quality the chocolate that you're eating tasting it no 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 well obviously but <laughs> just say it's like fucking been sitting in your cupboard for like months and you're like oh i don't know if it's still good or not how do you test it okay so well I'm, I'm, and i'm not saying for candy bars like fucking I, well we have different candy bars i was gonna name some canadian ones but you probably never heard of them but whatever it's like an actual chocolate bar where it has squares and you snap it right like those type of chocolates yeah okay and i just said it you snap it the higher the snap so if it makes more noise the better the quality is in the chocolate.
2: Interesting.
0: And that's my tidbit. That's for everyone to go with something uh, new today. So that's
2: saying, no, like Hershey bars are not high quality because they make a very soft snap.
0: And you see, and when I was watching the video about this, because, yes, there is an actual video about how to tell if chocolate is good, believe it or not. Well, there's a video about everything nowadays. But – They were saying that in the lesser chocolates, it's because they melt easier, which means they put more like vegetable oil, more sugars in it and stuff like that. And it brings down the content.
2: Interesting. So there you go. I had no idea. Learn something new every day.
0: And I'm glad I brought that to the public if it's meaningful or not. But I'm sure there's people out there who are into chocolate. So now you can check your chocolate out. (laughs) (laughs) All right. That's good for me. Good for you good for me sounds good you want to plug all your shit because i'm sure you have a lot of shit to plug or if you don't whatever you want to do the mic's uh, uh, all yours you know, website www.danlamort.com.
2: uh follow me on twitter at dan lamort instagram at dan lamort uh, i got the tour coming up august 30th to september 25th mostly southern states and cities um taping a special 2019 it looks like i'm definitely going to do it so that'll come out in the future when i announce where i do it and how I do it, whether it's going to be a theater or a music venue or a comedy club, who knows? That's We have a meeting next week to go over all that shit. So nice. a lot of exciting stuff in the works. You can probably see me on the big screen next year, too, as I will be having a movie coming out.
0: That is awesome. All your dreams are coming true, my and, friend. And... Uh,
2: yeah i've always never wanted to be an actor so i'm glad i get the chance to do it okay
0: in all honestly like obviously i'm sure you're a bit nervous but because me i have a shit ass
2: because i don't act i hate acting i love
0: stand-up okay see i'm the same way i can't act for shit and everyone could like i wear my mood on my face i can't hide it and i can't act something that i'm not but in all honestly because i have a bad memory so that's probably another reason are you nervous about memorizing lines and shit uh
2: yeah, because you know I have a traumatic brain injury as well. Oh, so, uh there you go. It's it, it, it's always a worry, but I, I think yeah, uh, I'm just I, I'm gonna do it the way I do rest of life, which is just day by day, and you know, you have the confidence in myself. It's it's worked until now, you know. Fake it till you make it. I'm gonna keep faking it.
1: <laughs> you should have shared
0: shared your secret. Well, it's okay. Not too many people listen, <laughs> so you're fine.
2: <laughs> then they'll only know my secret. That's it
0: it's our little secret between the podcast listeners fantastic
2: yes i leave a little piece of myself with everyone and they should be happy that's the piece i've left
0: i was just gonna say all roads lead back into title with a nice bow to the cream isn't it
2: yes sir creamy podcast
0: all right i don't want to bore you with all my other uh banter i'm gonna do now with my plugs and shit so i'll let you go i'm gonna wrap up the show all right so i should just hang up the call you could do whatever you want unless you want to hang out it doesn't matter but i'm sure you're a busy man and you got shit to take care of so
2: yes we talked about porn i'm gonna go watch porn
0: (laughs) all right just don't get no cream on your phone my friend (laughs) all right thanks for having me i'll talk to you soon thanks dan take it easy man all right bye. later all right that was the the funny man dan lamort ladies and gentlemen so I don't know if he's going to be my last comic. I know I ended off with a bang because obviously you see all the shit that he does. He's a pretty followed individual. I'm, again, very grateful for having him on. Thank you, Dan. And for me, you can find me, Fingerstyles, F-I-N-G-A-S-T-Y-L-Z, Twitter and Instagram, no Facebook. And since we talked about PS4, I'm also Fingerstyles on PS4 or on the PSN if you want to play some games with me. Do you want to play a game? I can't even do the fucking voice. I don't even want to buy It was going so well. Actually, I was going to say it was going so well. The banter was good. The talk was good. But, man, okay. That's it. I'm laying it down. I'm putting... What is it? The My foot in the sand. I'm making the line. Whatever the fuck the saying is. Americans. Instead of worrying about guns. Instead of worrying about wars. Instead of worrying about Trump. Please. Fix your goddamn Wi-Fi connections. This is now two podcasts in a row where people are cutting in and out. How can a man succeed if I'm not putting out the best, the best quality content a man can put out? Anyways, speaking of acting, (laughs) now you know why I don't want to act. There you go. No, I can't complain. Thanks, Dan. And thanks, Andrew. Again, if it's before or after, I don't know, but Listen to Andrew Chavon as well. It'll be a bonus episode. Again, I don't know if it's going to be before this one or after this one. We shall see where time leads us. Where else? EMZT Radio. Every Sunday. Podcast block. From time of 1 to about 6. I'm around 3 or 4. Go to podbros.com. Listen to me there. Click on the Amazon banner. Takes two seconds. No cost to them. Well, well no. It's no cost to them because they make money off it. It's no cost to you. And it takes two seconds. and helps everyone out. What else is there? uh, PoppyApparel.com. Go to PoppyApparel.com if you're a woman. Buy something nice for yourself. Splurge. Because I'm giving you 10% off with The Podcast with a capital D. You get that. Free shipping worldwide. So you save on shipping as well. Just savings everywhere. Savings. Skeet, skeet of savings. And also, The Podcast. You can follow The Podcast on Twitter now at the dap. That is the official Twitter page of the podcast as well. And you could email us at thepodcastdap at gmail.com. Same thing as the Twitter handle, thepodcastdap. Little rebranding there for you guys. And I guess that's it. Tune in next week to see who else I have on because I do have a guest. But again, we'll see if the train leads down to the next stop of Stand Upville. That was horrible. That was so horrible. He's Dan. I'm Steve. This is the podcast. Wipe that cream off. Peace.